What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 24 here at the White Tiger Podcast. Yeah, 24 episodes. Oh, man. Whew, I'm beat. Now that I think about it, I just want to take a quick moment of your time and thank each and every one of you that has subscribed to the podcast and even more so who's taken the time out to write a written review. I know I say it all the time, whether it's in the beginning of the episode or at the end, I'm like, hey, write a review, make it feel good, or subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, you're doing a great thing. But I really, truly mean it. Thank you so much for all of it. I love all the kind words, and please, please, please keep it coming, because that means things are growing, and if people like to see growth, I mean, that's kind of really what the whole podcast is about, like personal growth, professional growth, and all that stuff. So thank you very much. So this is the perfect segue into recognizing this week's White Tiger Podcast Listener of the Week. So this week, I would like to thank Rick for leaving me an over-the-top and out-of-the-park review on iTunes. And yes, Rick, I am always telling it like it is, and it is the truth, mainly because I'm a real crappy liar. And listen, you guys are really freaking smart. You would have figured me out a long time ago. So thanks. We all get one chance at life. What are you doing with yours? All failures and successes in life start with you. You steer your own ship, control your own thoughts, and choose how you react to things that occur. Everybody deals with challenges. It's how you handle them that makes the difference. Proper advice and real-world answers can be hard to come by. And that's where the White Tiger Podcast comes in. Host Craig Casaletto has seen and experienced things most people don't and shouldn't. 15 years in law enforcement taught him many life lessons, and he's here with a raw perspective on the professional and personal challenges life throws our way. This is the White Tiger Podcast. Well, thank you so much, Mr. VoiceOver Man, for that wonderful intro. And thank you guys for being here wherever you may be. I'm assuming some of you are behind the wheel of a car right now. Hopefully you're signaling turns, stopping for stop signs and checking out for pedestrians and not texting or tweeting or whatever it is that you do behind the wheel. It's pretty crazy. I actually saw someone playing a saxophone behind the wheel of a, a car before. Just when you think you have seen everything, I actually saw someone playing a saxophone while driving. So just when you think eating a sandwich was like an atrocity. What about the guy playing the saxophone? Interesting. So, have a quick question for you today. Real thought-provoking question. Do you think or would you consider yourself to be intelligent? I think most of us that probably look at ourselves, I think most of us would say we have some sort of intelligence. Now, I'm not saying broadly intelligence overall because some people say "Ah, I'm not really smart when it comes to certain things, but I think we're all intelligent in our way. Whether it's technical smarts, whether it's business smarts, even whether it's street smarts, I think we are all intelligent. Okay, now that we've established that everybody that listens to this podcast is smart as a freaking whip, have you ever asked yourself the question, am I emotionally intelligent? Have you ever heard of emotional intelligence? Well, If you've heard of it, great. If you haven't, you need to know what it's about because I think it could absolutely change your life. And when I say that, I absolutely 100% believe that it will make a major impact on your life. Just understanding the concept of having emotional intelligence is just huge and it pays major, major dividends in both your personal and your professional life. 
So you may be asking yourself, well, what the hell is this thing they call emotional intelligence? Well, emotion intelligence is simply the capability of people to recognize their own emotions and those of others without getting like super technical. So from a personal perspective, it has to do with controlling and understanding your own emotions. Like, why do they happen? Where do they come from? When do they present themselves? And having and establishing a knowledge of why you react to certain things in certain ways and where it comes from is huge. Well, you may be asking yourself, well, why the hell is this important? Well, look at it this way. If you have an understanding on the things that maybe cause you to react in a certain way. So if, if you have an understanding of the things that upset you or the things that make you mad or the things that make you sad or the things that make you stressed, understanding where it comes from, you can be in a better position to address those situations as they arise in your life, those different things that have come about. Have you ever heard the phrase, don't let your emotions take control of you or don't let your emotions just take control? And really, that's what it is. It's like, do you ever get so pissed off that you wind up doing stuff that you can't believe you did? I mean, listen, I'm sure each and every single one of us probably told a, can tell a story about there was a time in our life that we were so upset that we did something we'd later regret. I think it's pretty safe to say that when you're emotional, one, you're not rational, two, you make real crappy decisions, and three, you open yourself up to a variety of other negative behaviors that have a tendency to creep into your life, aka stress eating, aka smoking, gambling, and the list goes on and on and on and on. And that's just a few. So imagine being armed with this understanding about why you react the way you do in certain situations, or why certain emotions or your emotions present themselves in certain scenarios in your life. By understanding how you react to certain things as they happen, you can be better prepared to tackle those situations next time they happen in your life. A perfect example is if you don't like speaking in front of a lot of people and you're forced to go into a situation where you have to do that, you can understand what emotions are common to you that are going to come out when put in that scenario and you can prepare for them. Instead of just walking into the scenario thinking that you're going to freak out, let's say, and you go up there and you freak out. But at least you understand and have a knowledge of how you react and what you can do to counter that reaction. I'm going to give you a quick personal example. I do not like to be rushed. I hate being rushed. It drives me nuts. I feel like I lose control. It gets me stressed. I get upset. I don't feel comfortable. And most importantly, I make mistakes. And basically the way that I dealt with it is that I used to work like in a very, very fast paced environment. And that drove me nuts because I had to completely adjust and try to accept things happening very quickly, which was not not in my comfort zone. And it caused a lot of stress and anxiety and a bunch of different things. But until I actually realized, all right, I'm not comfortable in this situation and I know what's going to happen when put in this situation, I was mentally preparing myself to handle those situations. And with practice and with repetition, I was able to deal and manage myself and my emotions better in those fast-paced, quick, crazy environments. And when I looked back at it, instead of me looking at like I failed, I actually kind of looked back and said, okay, I realize why I reacted that way because of the situation that was put in. I understand why I made those mistakes because typically I don't like those fast-paced environments. I don't like that fast pace, period. And as a result... I normally react this way. So now knowing, it definitely gets me more prepared mentally to handle certain situations. And I actually wind up 
doing better than I actually have ever done before in those situations, which is great. You know what the interesting part about this whole thing is? I don't, I've never heard anyone really talk about this. I mean, listen, if you, if you know about it, you can go out there and find information on it, but you rarely hear everybody or anyone talk about the importance of being emotionally intelligent. And just think about it this way. Imagine having the ability to be able to put your personal feelings aside and look at situations kind of objectively. Hey, here's something to think about. Have you ever been told that you've done something wrong or ever received like some tough criticism? Now take a quick second to think about the emotions that you felt during that time. I could tell you from personal experience, there's times I've been angry. There's times I've been offended. There's times I've been very sad and felt like I failed. Now knowing that I'm going to react that way to criticism, wouldn't it be very powerful and to my advantage if I was able to put those personal feelings aside and learn from that process or learn from the feedback that I'm getting and ultimately using that feedback just to improve? Because if you think about it, I could get caught up in this whole cycle of feeling like crap and being offended and so on. One, I'm not going to grow and I'm not going to learn from some mistakes that I've made. Two, I'm going to push people away from ever wanting to give me criticism or feedback in the future based solely on my reaction, my emotions. And three, I truly think that it'll impact the way you give criticism. Knowing how you reacted to it, that may prevent you from wanting to give some feedback to someone else, thinking all along that it may be received negatively or in the way you didn't intend. And then before you know it, you're just like, ask her it. You know, it's not worth it. Which is crazy, but you definitely see where your emotions come into play and have a huge impact. So I could give you a ton of personal examples of how emotions impact your life. It's understanding really where they come from, how that impacts your emotions today, and then figuring out a plan to work it out. Usually, once you figure out where it comes from, I think you kind of have this aha moment and say, ah, you know, that's why I kind of react that way in this situation. That's why I get angry. Or that's why I'm so negative. Or that's why I'm so positive. Or, you know, that's why I don't like having awkward conversations with people, whether it be at work or at home or whatever. That's why I don't like doing it. Because I remember the one time when I had this awkward conversation with somebody back in the day, and it was real shitty, and I just want to completely avoid that. Because listen, people are going to avoid things they don't like. It's just human nature, right? But being able just to identify, listen, where these emotions that come out on a daily basis actually originate from is big time. And you really can put a thumb on it and figure out, okay, now how can I start getting out of my own way? And how can I start building upon, now that I realize it, now that I figure out that this is where it's coming from, now how can I adjust myself, so to speak, so I'm not reacting the same way every time this happens? And yeah, it takes practice, but it's recognizing where it comes from. That's the big, big part here. And you know what? We're so, we're so emotional. We're just emotional individuals in general. We're just emotional. And that's not such a bad thing. I mean, listen, the other day I was driving down the road and I wanted to get from the middle lane into the right lane. I put my blinker on to turn into the right lane and there was someone I could see in my side view mirror that was in the right lane and I felt like I had enough space to get in. As soon as I put my blinker on, I swear that person in the right lane sped up to prevent me from getting into the right lane. So naturally, I inched my way over. I didn't like turn the wheel too hard, but I just I gradually merged into the right lane with my blinker on. And then before you know it, the horn is going off and I could see in my rear view mirror, people are flicking me the bird and all sorts of stuff. 
And listen, it drives me nuts. Like I'm very sensitive when I get out there on the road and I'm dealing, and you can understand why there's so much freaking road rage out there. But I think understanding how I react in situations like that made me better prepare for me not to, if that makes any sense. Understanding that I typically get upset and probably would, you know, throw the bird back or probably say something stupid or whatever. I understand that's probably not the best thing to do. And when I start thinking about it in a, from a bigger perspective, it's just, I look at it as, you know, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. It's not worth my time or energy. And before you know it, those incidents of me getting pissed off and yelling and screaming and, and doing stupid things just become less and less. And before you know it, I'm, I'm really kind of not doing it anymore. I'm just kind of like, all right, whatever, move on. Oh, and by the way, here's another benefit to the whole thing. I'm not as stressed. Like when you go out there and you're driving, especially if you commute to work and you're dealing with the traffic and you understand the emotions that come with, holy crap, well, here I go. I got to go battle traffic for whatever, how long it's going to take me to get there. You're already getting like anxious and then you're already getting stressed. So think of how much less anxiety and less stress that you may have understanding how you react to something as simple as your commute or traffic, or dealing with other people. And then when you start to think about it more, I think you just have more of, a, of an intelligent understanding of the situation and then realize, like, is it worth me getting upset? Is it worth me being sad about this? Is it worth me being anxious? And then you realize with a clear head that it's not. And also, too, think about how those emotions kind of snowball into the rest of your day. Think about just using the, the commute example as going to work, getting upset on the road, getting angry, getting emotional, and then stepping into your workplace. What does that happen? What happens? You're having all these emotions getting out of your car and you're taking them into work. Or just think of the opposite. Just think of you being at work and feeling that way and feeling anxious and upset about what happened during your day and bringing that home. And then you think about it. It's like, wow, emotions really do play a huge factor into my happiness, the happiness of my family, my well-being, my health, and it, and it goes on and on and on. You know, it's crazy when you really think about it, you're like, I can't believe like we don't teach this in school. Like some, we're not, we're not presenting this to, to someone, to kids or to whoever it is. We're not teaching people how to be more aware of their emotions and how they play into our lives. You know, we get so caught up on teaching people how to be smart. And you think about like people going to certain schools and stuff like that and having a certain level of intelligence just based on what they learn and so on and so forth. You think that's kind of like the key to success. Like the more I learn and the more proficient I become or more educated I become, I'm going to be more successful. And that's not necessarily the truth because you could be as smart as you possibly can, but if you don't have any like emotional intelligence or if you're not in control of your emotions, how successful are you really going to be? I think we would kind of be lying to ourselves to think that there's not a rocket scientist, CEO, brain surgeon, super successful entrepreneurial genius out there that's not fulfilled, that's not happy with some portion of their life. Maybe it's their personal life. That we may see it as like, wow, they are so intelligent, they are so smart, they are so successful. They may see it as, yeah, I've built up all these great things and I have wealth, but I'm not happy. But I'm not 
successful when it comes to my personal life and so on. And all that comes down to one thing, emotional intelligence. Now, at this point, I think we are aware of the importance of being aware of and being in control of our emotions and how they play into our personal lives. But just as much as they play into our personal lives, they also have a major impact on our professional lives. So I did some research and came across some statistics that I think are relevant to how important your emotions play to your success at the workplace. So one of those statistics says that 90% of top performers have high emotional intelligence. Another says that emotional intelligence is responsible for almost 58% of your job performance. And people who are highly emotionally intelligent make $29,000 more than their lower emotionally intelligent counterparts. You know, I'm not much really on statistics because I have a feeling sometimes numbers don't tell the whole story, but I think in the terms of emotional intelligence and looking at some of these statistics, which you could find on the internet, and you obviously know the internet doesn't lie about anything, but in this case, it, it does definitely make sense. It makes sense that by having a better understanding of this, that you would be just a better performer and that you would make more money and that you would have more success. Have you ever felt conflict at your job or at your workplace? Think about how people's emotions played into that conflict or disagreement. And just think about having an understanding and being able to empathize with their feelings and their perspective and how much easier that would make it to be able to resolve any type of conflict or disagreement. Also, just think about how much easier it would be to negotiate with people by having a better understanding of what they need and what they desire. And check this out. Look at the positive results to all this. One, you'll be more productive. Two, you'll be building better work relationships, right? And three, you'll be more of a leader because those are really damn good qualities of a leader, even if it's just the leader of yourself. And you know, that brings up an important point about leadership. Like I've always felt that there's one word that was very synonymous, at least for me, with being an effective leader. And that is inspiration. I really feel that true leaders inspire the people around them. And you don't need to be a head of a company or a business to be a leader. You can be a leader at home. You can be the leader of yourself. If you can get to inspire other people to believe in something in a really great cause, I mean, that is huge. And just think about how much your emotions play into inspiring others. You're not going to be able to get people to rally around a cause or an idea if you don't have your emotions in check. And again, it doesn't necessarily have to be at work, but this also applies at home. Like how can you get your family or your kids or or someone to believe in what you want to do or to share in an idea if if you're all over the place? If you're emotional, you know, and I think realizing those things that impact your emotions and how you react to certain situations is important to making good sound decisions and helping others out and being more efficient and effective. And I think more people are now realizing that it is important to be more emotionally intelligent, specifically at the workplace. And I think more people and and businesses and stuff are investing more time into focusing on how to be more emotionally intelligent, especially when you're working like a team environment 
and you're working with so many different personalities, it's really good to get to know those people and how people react in certain situations just to function better as a team. So, I mean, really, the benefits are pretty substantial. So one last thing I wanted to mention in reference to the benefits of emotional intelligence, which I didn't mention in the beginning, which I think is just probably the most important, is that being emotionally intelligent is ultimately better for your health. Think about how much more relaxed you'll be if you understand how you react in certain situations. Just think about how less stressed you'll be. And just think about how that transitions or translates, I should say, to your health. And not just your physical health, but also your mental health. And if you think about it, like just think about how much less clutter and craziness and scattered you may feel by just being more in check with how you feel and how your emotions play into your daily life. So I think, it, you know, without going on and on about it, I think it's just, again, it's so important just to focus on, to be aware of, and just to work on. And to try to increase your emotional intelligence. Because we get, again, we get so caught up in being more intelligent per se. And we just don't realize the impact our emotions have on our lives. So I kind of wanted to finish off by giving you a couple of things or a couple of categories to look at in order to work on making yourself a little bit more emotionally intelligent. I think one of the first things to increasing your emotional intelligence is one is being self-aware, like having an understanding of what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and how these affect not just yourself, but other people. And really just spending some time to think about those things and how they play into your life is just really important. Also, another great way to increase your emotional intelligence is just to simply stop and think before you act or before you speak. Just think of how much time you'll save. Just think about how much more effective you'll be by actually taking a moment to think about what you're about to do or what you're about to say. Also, and I think this is a really important one, is thinking about the why. Like to really trying to uncover like why you feel a certain way in a certain situation or why does another person feel a certain way in a certain situation. You know, and I just think simply it comes down to awareness, being aware of yourself, being aware of others, and just taking some time to think about where your emotions come from and practice. Just continue to practice. It's not something that's going to happen overnight, but I guarantee you that I think if you spend more time, at least at a minimum, thinking about it, you're going to probably live a better life. You're going to be less stressed. You're going to probably be more effective at home and at work. And more importantly, you're just going to feel a lot damn better. So on that note, I am going to shuffle myself on out of here and call it an episode and go practice my emotional intelligence because after all, you should be practicing what you preach. And believe me, I could probably use some fine tuning. So thanks for being here. Much, much appreciated. And yeah, just a topic that's kind of like often overlooked, but just so stinking important. And on a final note, if you haven't done so already, please head on over to the iTunes link in my Instagram account or to the podcast website at wtpodcast.com and please subscribe to the podcast. I promise it'll make you feel better. I promise it'll get you more in touch with your emotions and you will be more emotionally intelligent. And if you really feel in the giving mood, please leave a written review. You can actually find the location to write a written review right on my bio in my Instagram account. And if you go to the bottom of the screen where it says write a review and you want to write a few kind words or not so kind words, that's fine. 
it would be much, much appreciated. And it definitely kind of keeps this wheel at the podcast turning. And I guess the real ultimate goal is just to get it out to more people. So hopefully it could be an impact on someone's life, which means it's a success. And I can't do any of this without you guys. So thank you in advance. So small announcement, we have a bunch of big things in the works. We're coming up to episode 25 and things are growing here at the White Tiger Podcast. So stuff is coming up that you do not want to miss. So please stay tuned. Thanks. Have a great week and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the White Tiger Podcast. If you have feedback or questions for future episodes, get in touch by visiting WTPodcast.com. Hey!